What's going on, guys? I just want to let you know that I am a proud member of the Giant Size Team Up Network. If you like this show, and if you're listening to this, I really hope you do, go to GiantSizeTeamUp.com for more shows like this one. We've got shows like Breaking the Panel. They talk about all the hot topics in comic books today. We've got Botched, a D&D podcast. A bunch of friends get together, get trashed, and go through the fifth edition of Dungeons & Dragons. We have Pokemon Go. We have Marvel Cinematic Universe. We have DC On Screen. We have Booze and Phasers. A show done by our lovely ladies that drink wine and talk about Star Trek. It's pretty cool, right? Uh, Many other shows. Please go there and check that out. And uh, as always, like the Blazing Defender Reports. And now for your listening pleasure, the Blazing Defender Report with your host, Travis Jones. Welcome, everyone, to another spectacular episode of your 2017 Podcast Nominee Award winning Blazing Defender Report. What's going on, guys? Travis Jones here, aka the Comic Kamikaze. Here to give you my Justice League review. Oh, shit. Another DC movie came out. Unfortunately, it did. Or fortunately, did it. I don't know. We'll find out. I'll let you decide uh, after you go see it. But no, really, let me tell you if it was good or bad or not. No, I am going to tell you what I thought was good and bad, but you should definitely go see the movie yourself make your own decisions. But yeah, a little different show than what I normally do. I normally do comic reviews, uh, and I'm not going to. Because it's my show, goddammit, and I'll do what I want to do. Uh, like Cartman said, I do what I want, I do what I want. So, uh, yeah, so we're going to do that. But first of all, I want to talk about some other crappy shit. No, really, happy Thanksgiving Eve, everybody. Thank you for spending Thanksgiving Eve with me, the Blazing Defender. Uh, tur- your Turkey Eve jam. I had that wrote down. Why didn't I go with that? That was so much better. I swear to God. I, mean, I write these notes down, then I just totally brain fart and fucking forget them and uh, and then I go back and go, oh, man, why did I say that? That was good. Uh, but, yeah, a little different show than what you're usually used to. While I'm figuring out meatheads, um, I'm going to do movie reviews. And it may not just not be comic book shit. It may be other shit because I like movies and I like talking about movies and I like talking to people about movies. And I want to with saying that, I want to thank everybody for being in the Facebook chat for my audio listeners on iTunes and Blog Talk or wherever uh anchor um i do a facebook live video as i record the show i've got some people in the chat right now a lot of times they talk uh with each other but they can also ask me questions i try to keep my eye on it sometimes it's a little hard to see when the chat gets rolling i kind of miss the 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 statement before but i try to look and uh, if you ask me a question you might have to ask it a couple times but i'll eventually get to you man i promise but i love having people in the chat Love nerds. They're my fucking jam. Uh, I love nerding out with people that love the same kind of material I do. It's the reason I started podcasting. It's the reason I started this fucking show. So, uh, but first, a word from our sponsor. I've always wanted to say that. Not really. I don't think anybody has ever wanted to say that. But no, I really do love my sponsors. And I want to say that this is Collector's Own. I think I did that right. Collector's Own, guys. Collectorzone.com for all your collectible needs anymore like not just a few things these do i told you i told you these guys were small they were personable you could be intimate with them not like that get your mind out of the gutter you freaks oh maybe you could i don't know i never thought about it like that um but they are growing and they have grabbed 
a huge toy company, Mezco. If you're not familiar with Mezco, you better ask somebody. Mezco is one of the leaders in premium action figures. And I have one to show you. It is a PX exclusive. It's this one right here. Comes in a really cool box. Oh, that's him. Steve Rogers. Um, Commander Rogers. It's when he uh, basically came back to light. Or no, I'm sorry. When he took over S.H.I.E.L.D. and let Bucky carry the mantle of Captain America. Uh, I'm going to show you this. How you open this motherfucker? Here it, is. Oh, here it is. The boxes are really fancy, which is cool. Like, it folds out. And there he is. Check that motherfucker out. And what's cool is he's got different hands. He's got like a Bowie knife. Uh, his he his like his outfit are clothes. Like you, I, I, not that I've done this. You 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 nasty. You are some nasty motherfuckers. I'm telling you. Not that I've done this, but you can like take his pants off and stuff. Right? Not that I did. And if I did, I would never fucking tell you all. I would never tell you I took off Commander Rogers' pants. Um. I might tell you all, actually. But no, Mezco makes really, really cool action figures. Collector Zone is now uh, an official retailer or wholesaler. Well, I don't know how you say it. Marcos is in the chat. He'll tell you. Uh, they sell them. They sell Mezco shit. So I'm telling you guys, this shit is so cool. Now, this is the thing about Mezco. Like, I have, this is like the only, I think this is the only Mezco action figure I own. Which is insane because I've bought like four. Yes. You say, well, you've bought four, but you've only got one. Explain that, Blazing Defender. Well, I'm about to. Um, they like, they're pre ordered and they ship way out. Like, um, me, Marcos and I, I'm buying the uh, Gladiator Hulk from Ragnarok, from Thor Ragnarok. The motherfucker doesn't come out till like July 2018, I believe. So you buy these things, but you got to wait a long time before, before you get them in. So just keep that in mind when you order. But when you order them, they're awesome. And, and if you're a toy collector, uh, shout out to my boys at Toy Power over in Australia. Uh, uh, GSTU's newest, one of their newest shows. Um, they're, they're hell of expensive. Like, when these pre-orders sell out, there won't be any more. You won't be able to buy them anymore. Uh, the Mezco exclusives are hot, hot, hot. And, I mean, you may pay 100 bucks for it. You could sell the motherfucker the day you get it for 200 So, I'm just saying, if you want to become that you know, toy collector or uh, make, make a little cash, you know, hey, there's that too. But, check them out, guys. CollectorZone.com. Coupon code BLAZINGDEFENDER20. Save 20 fucking percent, guys, off your total order. Christmas is coming around. You can get Funko Pops. You can get you can get all kinds of shit. Go to the website. And plus, there's a cool little banner of yours fucking truly right there. Uh, the next thing I want to talk about as I'm getting into the Louisville area stuff, uh, uh, there's a good friend of mine, Rocky Deersing, who does a toy drive. Uh, there's going to be a link on the Blazing Defender page. That is going to give all the uh, the inf information that you need for the toy drive. The date escapes me. I apologize. Um, I didn't write it down. But it, the, the link is on the Blazing Defender Facebook page. It is a great, great uh, charity. 
Uh, buddy of mine, Rocky Deersing, has started. Uh, he's been doing this toy drive for damn near 10 years now. He gets a lot of great toys donated and a lot of stuff for kids in need this holiday season. Now, I know what you're saying. You say, well, there's fucking all kinds of organizations that do that. You're right. But I'm going to tell you right now, I don't know. And I, I am uh, an executive member of our union at my local fire, my, my, at my fire department and our local 345. I'm a first or I'm sorry, I'm a firefighter rep. So uh, anytime we donate money, we're a nonprofit, so we have to donate so many thousands of dollars a month because at the end of the year, you know, we can't have a surplus of money because of taxes. So we give a lot of money away, and this time of year, we give a lot of shit away. And we do a lot of these toy drives, and I'm telling you, we've gotten out of some of these toy drives because there's been some shady shit going on. Okay, now I ain't saying people, kids aren't getting toys. What I'm saying is, is you're paying, you're donating for stuff, and they're buying toys not for kids in need, but they're storing them for kids in need. Okay, and I, I have a problem with that. I think you can, if you look hard enough, you can definitely find a fucking kid that wants a toy for fucking Christmas. You go find that fucking kid. That's your job. We're doing this. That's your job. It's your charity. You do it. So, uh, Rocky, it, he does that. And trust me, it's all all local area stuff. So for people in the Louisville area, please check that out. You're gonna want it. You're gonna want to be a part of that. It's a great, great organization. And I'm thrilled that he asked me to give him a spot on my show for it. More information coming. I promise uh, you'll know more as the date gets near. Um, okay. And the Zone Comic Shop on Herlane. If you're in the Louisville area, it's a great place to go get comic books. He's ha- Dan is having a huge sale, Black Friday sale. Uh, he's got toys, he's got Funkos, he's got back issues, uh, old Transformers, he's got all kinds of shit, man, and Dan's a huge nerd, so if you want to go in and ask a question about something, Dan's going to know, and if you don't know, he'll get the answer for you, go in there, tell him Blazing Defenders said to kick him in the nuts and smack him in the head or something, or kick him in the nuts, how about that, I don't know if Dan has nuts, so you just kick him really hard. Uh, but other than that, guys, I want to say that I'm a proud member of the Giant Size Team Up Network. Um, they've, like I, I've said this a thousand times, but they've taken a, a, a green, still green, green redneck podcaster and put as much polish on them as they possibly could. I'm still learning. I'm still working on things. Uh, but these guys really helped me. I am privileged and proud to say that I am surrounded by fantastic shows like Botched, a D&D podcast, Toy Power, which I mentioned earlier, which is an Australian uh, toy collecting show. So if you're into toys, you want to check those guys out. Breaking the Panel, which I just mentioned. Uh, These guys talk about, uh, uh, they go in depth on things. Like my show, it's all about flash and humor and bullshit. These guys, they kind of get into the social aspect of things. And, you know, is this warranted? Is this not? Is this offensive? Is this not? So uh, it's a thinking man show, which I can't believe I'm saying that a Charles McFall show is a thinking man show, but it kind of is. I love being a guest on there, and uh, they just did a Justice League roundtable that I could not make. I was uh, very sad I couldn't make it, but check that out as well as this show uh, to get a different look on, or a different take, I should say, from a bunch of guys that love this genre, love this kind of stuff, and see what they had to say about the movie. All right. Uh, shit, man. Booyah. That's it. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. All right. What I'm going to do is, all right, I think this movie needs some setup because I feel like this is why it's opened so poorly at the box office. We all know, 
Okay, we all know how BVS, when I say BVS, I'm going to say it a thousand times probably because I don't feel like I, you can talk about this movie without referencing that movie in some degree. Is Batman versus Superman, Donna Justice. That's a fucking mouthful, so therefore I say BVS. All right, and before we get started. All right, so uh, we all know not widely accepted. I fucking loved BBS. I will argue with you till the cows come home on why it's a good movie. I've done it. I'll do it again. It's fine. It is my cross to bear. It is my my lot in life to um, uh, come to its defense. I've done it a thousand times. I'll do it a thousand more, I'm sure. Um, So fans, it opened at $200 million. All right, just to give you some perspective. This movie opened at 93. Um, I wrote it all down. Let's see. BBS, I'm sorry, opened at 166 million. Suicide Squad at 123 million. Wonder Woman at 106 million. That kind of surprised me. Justice League at 96 million. And to put it in further perspective, Avengers opened at 200 million. Okay, just for just a little perspective. All right, so I feel like a lot of fans were like, ooh, that BVS. Burn me once, won't burn me again. I get it. I do. I understand that. You didn't like that movie, therefore you don't think you're going to like this one. It's another Zack Snyder movie. With a lot of, I think like you and I know a bunch of people in chat, and if you're listening to this in your car on your way to work or the gym or whatever, if you're listening to this, you probably know that Joss Whedon came in, did a ton of shit, cut a lot out of the movie. The movie was almost at three hours with Zack uh, Snyder's version. It went down to 126 minutes, I believe. Okay? That's a lot of shit cut out of a movie. I was worried to death about this movie. Okay? Two different directors. He's cut a ton out. What vision are we going to see? Is it going to look like two directors? So, I get why people didn't want to go see it. Now, I was saying this earlier in chat. There are several people that were kind of waiting on me. Like, hey man, we were kind of waiting on you. Uh, we liked what you said about BVS. We liked what you said about Suicide Squad. It was on the money for us. Should we go see it? Yes. Unequivocally, the answer is fucking yes. You need to go see this movie. Why? It's not BVS. It's not Suicide Squad. It's not even fucking Man of Steel. It's something different. They're going in a different direction. Uh, I really like the direction that they're going into. I think this is a great springboard going forward and we're going to get into I'll get into this a little bit later about uh, talks about a reboot about a a flashpoint movie that's going to reset the DCU all right we're going to get into all that but I want to tell you what I liked about the movie all right first uh, Batman very different Batman from BVS because he should be he should not be the same Batman because of the events that happened there all right he feels like he failed Superman in that in that world, in that life. Now, post-Superman, he's not going to fail him. So Batman is, is, is still Batman, okay? And uh, it opens with him catching a burglar. Now, I will get into this. This bothered me a little bit. Uh, you know, the burglar's right there, okay? He's got this, this burglar. He's got him hemmed up with the, the, the bat cable, and he, he talks to Alfred in his comms and in his cow, and he says, Alfred, 
Alright? No. Batman wouldn't fucking do that. Okay? Penny One is what they call him in the comic books when he's on comms. Penny One. Alright? That's his that's what you fucking call him. Big miss there on that, I felt like. But even still, Batman is setting a trap for a parademon. Oh, by the way, fucking spoilers. I'm 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 getting into spoilers right now. It's been a couple weeks since the movie's been out. If you haven't seen it yet, I understand. Uh, but I am going to get into spoilers, okay? So don't fucking shoot me, all right? Because I've, I've told you. But uh, he's setting a trap for a parademon. Now, we get to see fucking Batman fight a parademon. It's pretty badass. And that bat suit, man, oh, my God. I just fucking love the bat suit. It's, he's all jacked looking in. He looks all swole. Uh, now, I know there were some people saying that, he looks stiff and everything. Uh, I mean, I feel like a guy wearing uh, that type of armor is going to be a little stiff. Now, if you thought he looked stiff in BVS in the fight scene in the warehouse, you're nuts. I mean, that look that was like the greatest Batman fight scene on camera of all time. So uh, I do like this suit. Um, yeah, I do wish they would kind of do something about him looking like that. But I get it. He's heavily armored because he has to be, uh, which we're going to get into a, a scene with him and Diana a little later with his armor when he confronted Superman. Uh, Flash. I'm just going to get into it right away. Flash stole the fucking show for me. Flash was amazing. He was hilarious. I love this whole Sheldon Cooper as the Flash thing. Uh, the whole the whole scene where he's like, uh, that still doesn't tell me why you're in my place sitting in my second favorite chair. Who the fuck has a second favorite chair? Sheldon Cooper would have a second uh, favorite chair. So I love that. I love that he's this social outcast. Now, um, the people that I have talked to that just could not get into Ezra Miller as the Flash. Now they had these are not these are people that have not seen the movie yet, mind you. These were just in the trailers and some of the scenes that we've seen. Uh, they're like, yeah, I don't know if I like that or not. And I'm like, okay, why? Well, as I get into it further with them, I understand that they are huge Barry Allen CW fans. Okay. Now that Barry Allen, he's a good Barry Allen. I love the CW series. I watch it all the time. I think it's fantastic. Um, and I would just like to say that that's not my Barry Allen. He's too fucking good looking. He's too cool acting. The Barry Allen from the comic books was a forensic nerd. Uh, a little socially awkward. Maybe not to the degree that Ezra Miller played him. But you got to remember, this is in the first days or the first year, year and a half maybe of him being the Flash. So he's still trying to find his way. But uh, I, I feel like he stole the show. Uh, but, you know, I heard Aquaman had stole the show for a lot of people. Aquaman was fantastic. I love Jason Momoa. I always have. I'm really glad that they have found a character for him that I feel like suits him and that he 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 looks like he's comfortable being. Um, the whole hard edge from Aquaman, let's be honest, Aquaman needed a reboot. He really did. What better way to reboot him with a badass motherfucker like Jason Momoa it worked for me. It was great. The whole him sitting on the lasso of truth, that was like one of the funniest moments in the movie. Great, great moment. Uh, Aquaman, fantastic. Wonder Woman, fucking god damn. Could Gail Gadot be any more beautiful? Like, I guarantee you, if you've seen her at the mall, she does not look as good until you put that fucking camera on her. 
That camera fucking loves her, man. I mean, it's like every scene she's in, like, there could be people fucking in the background, but I can't take my eyes off her face. I mean, she's just, she's flawless. She's perfect. Uh, so, yeah, love me some Wonder Woman, right? Uh, she's very much on a trail to redemption here, much like Bruce is. And I, I think she's starting to feel uh, the guilt, maybe, of leaving mankind for 100 years. You know, that was kind of a contention with me with Batman versus Superman and then her movie, I didn't get like I didn't get her leaving. I felt like I felt like she was still going to be she was still going to try to show man that they were good at the end of Wonder Woman, but I knew at BVS she wasn't doing that. Like she was like, "You know, I left man because y'all basically suck." So, but in this movie she's she's actually kind of fessed up to it like, "Man, I left you guys for a reason, you know, and now she's kind of feeling the weight of that. And I think she's trying to, to get back and show that, that, that hope matters, especially after the death of Superman, which weighed on her as well, because she was there. She's seen how heroic he was and that inspired her. He inspired everybody, but he inspired her, uh, cyborg to me. Cyborg was the least fleshed out of these characters. Uh, but now there may be a reason for that. There was a ton of footage cut from justice league of cyborg so i feel like there could have been a lot more to his story now we know in the trailers we've seen him walking in the in the letterman jacket we've seen him playing football uh you know back to his high school days so it's kind of like um you know could would that have lent to his story a little more made him a little more tragic figure and showing what he lost. You know, we lost and we know he lost a lot of his humanity because it's fucking almost all all metal now. But uh I, I just wish we could have seen a little bit more than that. I really hope, I hope, hope, hope we get that director's cut. I hope we get Zack Snyder's original version because we need it. We need it, and here's why. We need to see what he could have done. It's a very unfair for uh us to have this movie without it being Zach's true vision. Like it or hate it. I don't know. I may fucking hate his vision. But I really, really want to see it and see how he fleshed out these other characters. Uh, Steppenwolf. Heard a lot of bitching about Steppenwolf. What the fuck do you want? He's a villain. He is the self-proclaimed ender of worlds. It's what he does. He doesn't need a lot of motivation. What was the villain's motivation in this movie? He lacked motivation. Fuck you. He's a badass villain. He wrecks shop. He come to Earth to wreck shop. It's what he does. So I'm cool with Steppenwolf. I thought he looked dope with the fucking helmet and the big axe and shit. I thought he was awesome looking. People bitching about the CGI worked for me. Uh, we're going to get to some bad, bad CGI. Fuck it. We'll get to it right now. Okay. For those of you who don't know, now, the guy that was with me has no idea. Like, he doesn't know about the reshoots. Now, he, and I love that. Ignorance is a motherfucking bliss. Okay? He had no idea about any of that. Had no idea about the mustache of Henry Cavill's, uh, you know, from this Mission Impossible movie that they, that basically Paramount Pictures said... Uh, yeah, he's under contract. We're not shaving it. Even though they could have put a fucking fake mustache on him, they basically told you know Warner Brothers to suck our you know suck our dick. You're Warner Brothers. We're we'll pair him out. You deal with it. 
And it's horrible. The opening scene of the movie is these kids that are getting footage of Superman for their podcast, no less, which I thought was awesome because that's me. Like, I'm that little kid that asked the dumbass question. I won't say what it was, but that's me. Um, and, you know, Superman's talking to him, and it's just, it's horrible. It's like, holy shit, man. I watched a tractor trailer transform into a dope-ass robot to where when I walked out of a movie theater, I thought every car was going to start transforming. I was going to fucking be uh, Shia LaBeouf and be running my ass off for another three hours. Why the fuck couldn't they take care of that? I don't know why, but they didn't. It looks like shit. But there's only two instances in the movie where I noticed it. So, I don't, it's not a big deal, but it did look bad. So, bad CGI there. Steppenwolf, I thought was decent CGI. Did not mind it at all. Um, okay, bitch about the character, blah, blah, blah. Oh, one of my favorite scenes. I might be jumping ahead here, but it was the Amazon scene where they're playing keep away with the mother box from Steppenwolf. Like, it's in the past... Uh, or no, I'm sorry. Uh, it's 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 in the future. Steppenwolf has come to get their mother box, and they're like they're surrounding it because it's it started to activate. Now we still don't know why. Some saves because Superman died, but Superman's only been on the Earth for 35 years. This was another of the flaws in the story for me. He's only been around for about 35 years. So what happened before that? Like who is protecting the Earth? that kept all these uh, new gods at bay. I don't know, right? So anyway, the mother box is starting to activate. The Amazons are like, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit. So then Steppenwolf shows up, gets the mother box. Big fight ensues. It's awesome. Now, the reason I bring this up is there was huge controversy over how the Amazons were dressed, okay? There was, the, there was a picture of two Amazons that were in, like, bikinis, these bitches were jacked. I mean, dieseled up. Let me tell you. The guy beside me, big CrossFitter, he knew both of them. They're two big CrossFit chicks. Uh, they look amazing. I mean, abs, just they look great. Still feminine, but very muscular, but very fit. People were like, oh, my God, Zack Snyder sexualizing women. Oh, give me a fucking break. You took a snapshot of a, of a film you haven't even seen yet because it hadn't even released and there's this big controversy. Now, what I loved about it was, yes, there were some Amazons dressed like that. Some of them had the full armor, okay? This is visual storytelling, people. The reason they were dressed like this is because in their hierarchy of, of their infantry, they are like, I think, now I'm speculating, but they are the strongest of the Amazons. And here's why. They are the last defense as, uh, I can't remember her name now, but the, the uh, Diana's mother, Wonder Woman's mother, she's running out with the mother box and she's like, seal the temple, seal the temple. And so these chicks in the bikinis, they grab these huge fucking hammers and like, I mean, the camera's on their muscles and their muscles are popping, their abs are popping and they swing and hit these pillars and the pillars explode and, and then the wall comes down and she's not out yet. So they, they slide over and they grab the wall and they're holding the wall and they're all like jacked up. It was awesome. Visual fucking storytelling. There was a reason they were scantily clad. It's because as you can see their muscles working. This is a superhero movie. Superheroes 
just spoiler alert, everybody, have fucking huge muscles. Okay, so these Amazons were holding up this wall. It looked great. It was a fucking great scene. Uh, so that's why they were dressed the way they were. For everybody that's got a fucking horseshoe up their fucking ass about everything that upsets them because God forbid a woman that's beautiful and has a gorgeous body shows it. Oh, man. Okay, enough of that shit. All right. Uh, that was a great scene where he gets the mother box. But before that, um, there's a there there was a story about how the Atlanteans, the Amazons, and the the tribes of man formed an alliance to grab the mother boxes uh, or, or to beat Steppenwolf back. Okay, and the reason I tell you this, it was a fantastic little story, and uh, the action looked really cool, and everybody's fighting. The best part, green fucking lanterns. Yep, green lanterns are in the DCU. We have confirmation of it. it. They looked fantastic. And there's a scene where Steppenwolf fucking axes a green lantern and his ring slides off his finger and takes off. Who'd that ring go to, man? That's what I want to know. Oh, my God. So, but that was so cool. They didn't even reference the lanterns, which was in a scene in the trailer where Steppenwolf talks about how the Earth has no protectors now. Uh, there's no Kryptonians, no lanterns. And that scene was not in the movie. But I feel like that's cool. Give me that scene instead. That scene was amazing. See what I'm saying, man? This this movie did a lot right. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah, bikini-clad, blah, blah, blah. The scene was just fucking amazeballs. I love that uh, keep away the mother box when they're riding the fucking horses and they're taking the arrow and they're slinging the mother box forward. It was so dope, dude. I loved it. Uh, okay, Mira. We finally get to see Mira. How hot is this chick? I don't even know who she is, dude. Like, did she is she in porn or anything? Because I want that shit. Uh, she looks, she's gorgeous. And there's a scene where she's fighting Steppenwolf. And she's no joke. Like, you could tell her power set is going to be way, way, way up there. So, I'm really, really, I'm, I'm really hyped to see more of her. The Aquaman movie is filmed. I heard it looks really, really good. Now, that's not confirmed anywhere, but that's kind of what the word is on the internet, is that it's really good. I know we're going to see more of her, thank God. Uh, maybe there's a sex scene. Who knows? It is DC. Uh, so, but I thought that was a really cool scene. Um, again, I talked about Aquaman sitting on the lasso of truth when he's talking about how beautiful Diana is. Now, in that scene, there there is a little discrepancy here, though. Um, in the cave, when Bruce Wayne first goes to confront Arthur Curry uh, to find out if the Aquaman story is true, the, he sees these these uh they're not dioramas; they're uh, like these these depictions, these pictures on the wall. They look like cave drawings. And it makes it look like Aquaman has been coming for maybe hundreds of years, if not longer than that. So, but when he's sitting on the lasso of truth, he says, I'm too young to die. I got a lot of stuff I want to do yet. So, was that Aquaman on the wall? Was that his father, maybe? I don't know. Uh, I thought that was kind of interesting. I'm like... And there's no there, there's no confirmation that those pictures on the wall were prehistoric or anything like that. But it did make it look like Arthur Curry had been coming to this village for many, many, many years. So 
maybe he is young as uh, compared to Atlanteans. All right. But he had also said he'd never been to Atlantis, but yet he went. How did he know to get to Atlantis? Where, I mean, is it like an instinctual thing with him? I don't know. Uh, they also changed him a little bit, too, because there's a couple jokes made by Bruce about him talking to fish. And then we find out toward the end of the movie he doesn't talk to fish, but he can talk to the ocean. Like, he can talk to the water. And maybe the water talks to the the the, the, the fish or the, the sea life, and it gets back to him. Like, you, you're, my people going to call your people. Your people get back with me. I don't know. I don't know how it works. But uh, So they're changing Aquaman a little bit. Hey, I'm cool with it. I think it looks fucking great. Um, okay, this was, this was my favorite scene of the movie, okay? Uh, it was just so dope. I'm a big Superman fan anyway. I always have been. I love Henry Cavill as Superman. The resurrection scene. Uh, when they finally bring him back and Superman is a little bit confused. And then Cyborg's armor because of um, Victor's heart rate his fight or flight response kicking in it went into defense mode which i thought was pretty cool uh, some of the people around me really didn't understand that but i thought that was pretty neat because he's not in control of this armor yet or this this cybernetic system that's inside him he's really not sure who's in charge okay we get more of that at the end of the movie but at this point he's still kind of dealing with that so i thought that was pretty neat so when they attack superman he sees these as, as enemies right so Aquaman goes after him, Warner Monk goes after him, and he's fucking snatched them both up. Like, motherfuckers, like, snatches them up. So Ezra Miller, Flash, takes off. Like, I don't know what Flash was going to do. He already said he ain't been in many fights. Maybe he's going to push Superman. I don't know. So he's fucking in the speed force, right? And he's running and round. And, and then, like, he sees Superman's face, and Superman's like this. And then he goes. <laughs> and Barry's like. Like, Barry didn't know what to do, man. Like, he fucking speed force shit his pants is what he did. Awesome fucking scene. And Superman throws them both away and goes to deck Barry. And he fucking kind of slides underneath and loses control. But uh, that whole scene was fantastic. And then when Bruce shows up, Batman shows up, he's like, oh, I know this motherfucker. And runs over and snatches him up. And ask, he asks Batman, do you bleed? And I was like, oh, shit. Like, this is just fantastic shit, man. Like I said, this movie did have some flaws, had some hiccups uh, story-wise. But I feel like characterization and uh, interaction and dialogue with, between characters was fucking fantastic. Loved it. Lo absolutely loved it. And then he throws Bruce, like, throws him fucking hard into a car. Like, I was like, oh, shit. Like, human or not, dude, you just broke every vertebrae in your back. Uh, but, again, heavily armored. Can't move his head. Heavily armored. Uh, which, let's see. I don't know if that scene's next or not. Yeah, man. Such a great scene. Uh, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and get to it. There's a scene with, uh, there's a scene with Diana, Wonder Woman and Bruce, when they're in the Batcave. And she's trying to talk him out of resurrecting. And he's like, she's like, look, man, this could be another doomsday situation. This could go horribly wrong. And if it does, it's going to be bad. And Bruce is like, it's fucking bad now, lady. Like, blah, blah, blah. And then he's like, did Steve Trevor tell you that? And she gets pissed. It's classic Bruce being a dick to elicit a response to get what he wants. This is what Bruce does. This is Batman in a nutshell. He's not a, he is a dick, I think. Like, he's just, because he's just 
his personality just really, you know, I mean, he could be charming and nice because that's his facade. But deep down, the real Bruce Wayne is Batman. He's a dick. So, um, so then, like, there's this moment between them, and a buddy of mine reaches over and goes, he ain't hitting that no more. And I went, oh, I bet he does. Like, let's just wait and see what happens. So then, uh, you know, he gets her thinking, you know, like, hey, bitch, you left man. Don't, you know, yeah, I am guilty, but you should be fucking guilty, too, for what you did. All right. Like, I am the reason, you know, she's like, you're not the reason he died. He was like, well, I didn't fucking help him much either. Either did I. So Bruce, this whole movie is, again, on his redemption trail as well. So so then after Superman tosses him into a car, there's a scene where Bruce is pulling off his his armor and he's bruised the shit and back. Like, I mean, I mean, it looked like somebody took a shit all over his back. I mean, he's all black and blue. And Diana sees him and like he's struggling to get his shit off because he's hurting so bad. So the look on Diana's face was like she realizes that, you know, people forget Bruce is a fucking man. He's a mortal. He's fragile. He can be hurt. He can be killed. But because of who he is, people tend to forget that, which is what he wants. But Diana, the look on her face, I, I looked at my buddy and went, oh, yeah, he going to hit that shit. And I think he still will. But anyway, uh, she goes over and helps him, and they have a conversation. I thought it was pretty cool. Um, <clears throat> I, w- I want to get to the extra credit scenes, but there's still some more stuff to talk about. Um, oh, the scene, I think this says it all, uh, sums it all up in a metaphor. There's a scene when Superman comes back to help in the fight with Steppenwolf, and there's civilians. Like, he hears civilians that need to be hurt or, or, or need to be saved. They're about to be hurt. And he looks at Barry and goes, you go that way, I'll go this way. So Barry goes and saves the Russian family that nobody knows anything about, by the way. I'm going to get to that. It's a thing I didn't like. Uh, he goes and saves them from the parademons when their truck breaks down. It's a rush. I mean, come on, man. It's a Russian truck. Did they make trucks? I didn't even know that. And then he like he's all proud of himself and shit, and he looks over and Superman is carrying like an apartment building full of people. He's just flying by. I, to me, it's a great scene. It's a hilarious scene, but it sums up Superman as a metaphor because that's Superman. Like the save one, the speech that Batman gave Flash, the save one, yes, you save one. That's you. Superman isn't you. He's 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 in a class all by himself. He saves everybody. You save one. He saves everybody. And I thought that was just a great moment, a great piece of uh, of of film work and, and a great idea in the script. I was kind of like, holy shit, dude. It was awesome. Um, so, yeah. All right. So that that was a great scene, too. Um, oh, and there was another conversation with Bruce, and it may have been with Di- it was with Diana about he's Superman is more human than me, and you're like Superman is more human than you. What what the fuck does that mean? Superman has found friends, he's found a job, he's he's found purpose. He has a family. He has a mother and do- a mother and father at the time, uh, you know, a mother and father. He's found love. All these things that Bruce hasn't done. All these things that make someone human. And Bruce has done none of these things. 
Even though he's an alien, he's more human than I am. I just thought that was a great pre- piece of script. That was a good, like, I was kind of like, oh, shit, man. I never thought about it like that, you know? So, that's pretty cool. Uh, let's see. Oh, okay. All right. I think that's enough with, the like, all the things that I really liked in the movie. I thought it was, uh, there were so many good parts. The extra credit scenes. Fantastic extra credit, or extra credit scenes. What, am I fucking school teaching again? No. Uh, uh, after credit scenes. The first one is just, it's classic. It's who's faster, Superman or Flash? And the, the whole setup is just really, really cool. Omit the shitty CGI on fucking Superman's face because it's pretty fucking shitty still. But uh, that's, that's a great scene. I mean, it's straight out of the comic book. So I thought that was really cool. The next scene almost came in my pants because this is why. When I heard that there was going to be a Batman standalone movie, Ben Affleck was writing and directing, and Joe Maginello was going to be Deathstroke. I'm a huge Joe Maginello fan, huge Deathstroke fan. Holy shit, this is a match made in fucking heaven. And then Ben dropped out. They brought in the new guy. I can't remember his name. Pretty hyped about his movie, though. And he said, I'm scrapping this script. I'm going to start with a new one. So what did that mean for Maginello's Deathstroke? Now, come to find out, Maginello has been kind of tweeting about it right before the release of Justice League, which I did not know. So, um, which I'm glad. I'm so fucking glad. So, like, I'm sitting in the, you know, in the movie theater, and, you know, Luthor's gone. All right. Oh, shit. The, the fucking boat's move. You know, I'm like, ah, he's on the boat, right? No. And then you see the Deathstroke armor, and I'm like, oh, shit, are you fucking kidding me? So then when he takes his helmet, because I'm like, is it Maginello? Is it they cast somebody else? Is it Maginello? Take your fucking helmet off. And then when he takes his helmet off and he's got the eye patch and the white hair and the beard, I was like, oh, my God. I was so fucking excited. I Like, I'm still so excited for that, man. I Man, I'm amped for that shit. Uh, yeah, so a little story behind that is you have the crime syndicate. Uh, you had the Legion of Doom or the Injustice League. Um, the Injustice League is a little bit newer. Legion of Doom is a little bit older. That could be either one. It doesn't really make a difference. But yeah, a league of our own. Yeah, we're gonna they're gonna do uh, some type of Injustice League, which I assume is going to be Justice League Two. But uh, that's kind of what I want to talk about was. Where does this leave? Well, I'll get to that. I want to talk about some things I didn't like. Yeah, yes, there were some things I didn't like, believe it or not. I already said Batman talking to Alfred in front of the criminal. That was fucking stupid. Uh, The Nightcrawler, Batman's vehicle, made absolutely no fucking sense. No fucking sense at all. What the fuck? That's selling toys is what that is. Now, I have not seen a Nightcrawler yet, but I'm sure there's somebody at Sideshow Collectibles Working on a 1-6 scale uh, Nightcrawler right now that's going to be fucking $1,500. You know, I don't know. It it didn't make any sense. I didn't, you know, so if you're going to go down the sewer, you want something that's like that? I, I don't know. I didn't get it. I didn't like it too much. Um, I thought the Lois and Martha scenes were just, I don't know what they were. They were nothing. They, they, they. I think they were trying to convey loss, but they didn't. The best thing about Lois, the, the best scene about Lois was, is when Wonder Woman said, what are we going to do if this goes bad? And Batman said, I got a contingency plan for that. 
And then Alfred was like, what are you going to do? He's like, I'm going to bring out the big guns. Well, those are really big guns, Master Bruce. And I was like, what the fuck are they talking about? And it ended up being Lois. I didn't see that coming. I'm not Batman. But again, something that Batman does always has a contingency plan, which is what I love about him. But uh, other than that, that scene with Lois, I thought the rest of them kind of sucked. Uh, oh, and okay. Uh, Superman's resurrection. All right. It, it all came about pretty quickly. And the mother box, yes. Can it regenerate Kryptonian tissue? Do we know that? I don't know if we know that or not. Uh, yes, it regenerated something on Cyborg. It didn't regenerate tissue. But I guess they're saying Kryptonian tissue doesn't, re- doesn't degenerate. So the mother box energy could regenerate it. I don't know. A little weird. I, I, I mean, but I'm, I think I'm looking too far into it. I, other than that, I thought it was pretty cool about how Barry had to had to charge the box uh, before you know it hit the water. I thought that was all pretty cool. Uh, I know some people didn't like that. I thought it was cool. Uh, okay, now we're gonna get to the Russian family. Now, uh, there's been a lot of speculation on the Russian family. Like, why was there so much of the Russian family? Who are they? Why couldn't the parademons get in there? Um, and I don't, I, I guess Joss was trying to convey a sense of urgency, like wherever we're at, because Kaza Durka Durkistan or wherever the fuck is going to be doomed if Just League doesn't win today. And these poor kids are going to die. I don't know. I didn't get that. I feel like there's a lot more to this than that. Um, they're, could be i feel like that little girl is somebody uh i feel like the little girl and little boy could be somebody wonder twins maybe i don't know uh carazorel maybe i don't know the 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 age would be off but you know this is dcu they could they could explain it as something else but with her having the bug spray in her hand i don't know if that was meant to be funny or i don't know i just feel like there was too much emphasis on them too much screen time for them not to have been somebody down the line in the future so we'll see uh the wonder twins say i think somebody said that earlier too uh the wonder twins thing would be fantastic uh i would love that but that's typically what why it doesn't happen because i would love it too much so um i'm thinking that um yeah that they that, that there's somebody there's somebody definitely um oh and how are they going to explain clark kent coming back because he died too okay now um oh and the other thing i just remembered this um it it all goes back to bruce so clark they're going to have to explain clark kent coming back which maybe could be done bruce wayne's got a lot of connections he you know he could he could make it to where uh clark had to go off the grid because he was Involved in a super top secret story that no one could know about until it was time, blah, blah, blah. He was a witness to something because of a story he wrote. Could be a million things. The other thing is, you know, the movie starts out where they're closing the Kent farm. It's foreclosed on. And it's like, wait a minute. Martha knows Bruce, right? Don't you know Bruce? Or is was it just Batman that she knew? I don't know. Like, I'm a friend of your son's. Uh, you know... I don't know. Could he not have bailed her out then? He waits till Clark comes back and has a job to bail bail him out, like buy the farm back. I don't know. I thought that was kind of weird. It's like, dude, you're 
you should have did this for my fucking mom while I was dead, dickhead. You know, you're supposed to be like all feeling bad because you basically got me killed. But yet, you didn't bail my mom out? What the fuck is up with that? So, I don't know. All right. Uh, that pretty much does it for what I didn't like. Now, what I wanted to talk about was what um, what about is, – is, this, is it time for Flashpoint? And for people that don't know, Flashpoint is a series um, in the comic books where Flash goes back in time, saves his mom from being killed by a reverse Flash, and resets the timeline here in, in, in his own timeline. Resets everything. So it's called the Flashpoint timeline. Uh, there's been talk because the DCU hasn't been doing so well that that was in the works. Like there was going to be a Flashpoint movie with the Flash, which was going to reset everything. So, because, you know, Ben's talked about leaving the franchise. Cav Hill's got one more uh, one more movie on his contract, which didn't mean shit. They signed to another one. So, I, I'm not sure. I, my question is, is it is it time for that? Or does Justice League, is Justice League a good springboard into something else? I feel like it is. My opinion is it is. We don't need the Flashpoint movie now. Not yet. Let this Injustice League thing take off. Let's see Dark Side come from Apocalypse. Let's see that fight. Um, you know, I, you know, there was just um, th- there's a lot of, they, there's a lot of potential now. I feel with the Flash movie coming, the Aquaman movie coming, another Wonder Woman movie coming. But but I will say with Justice League opening so poorly for opening weekend. It may be a long time before we see another Justice League movie. Uh, that's just from a movie standpoint, a, a movie studio standpoint, just because I know how they look at things. Uh, we'll see. I don't know. Uh, I'm curious to see what you what you guys think. Um, but I, I think I think this is a good springboard forward, especially you know. I just want to see Deathstroke. I want to see Deathstroke and Batman fight. I just that just just give me that. I don't I don't give a fuck. I really don't give a shit. It could be in the Flashpoint movie. That's fine with me. Reset the shit out of it. But please let Ben Affleck and Joe Maginello fight on screen as Batman and Deathstroke. I would fucking love that shit. Um, yeah, so I don't know if we if we need a, a reset or not. Um, I, I'm 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 almost tempted to say that as as long as DC doesn't have a Kevin Feige person. Now, when I say Kevin Feige. He's the guy at Marvel. Um, he's kind of over Marvel Studios. I say over. He's kind of like, uh, he's their creative director. He like steers the movies where they go. And he's basically 16 for 16. Is there 16 Marvel movies? 16 or 17? I can't remember. But he's knocked them out of the park every time. So I thought Jeff Johns, which was a fantastic DC Comics writer, when he went over to uh, Warner Brothers, I thought that he was going to be the next Kevin Feige. Wonder Woman was actually the first movie that he would have had an influence on. It was a great movie. Um, I, I think that it, it's um, it, it's it's going in the right direction, but there's still something off about these DC pictures. Uh, they're not as good as Marvel, and I think they think okay. I'm giving you Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman. Now I'm giving you The Flash and Cyborg. What more do you want? What more do you need? Well, you know what? For me, not much. I don't need much else. I really don't. 
Um, I'm going to go to that movie, and I'm going to fucking see it, and I'm probably going to like it. But the average moviegoer, the, the, a lot of the moviegoers, they want story. They want plot. They want things to make sense. Um, and, and I'm not totally out of that, that ballpark, but, you know, I'm going to like a lot of this stuff. But for it to have a future and can continue to go forward, I feel like that they have to start making better movies. Deadpool and Logan have shown that you can create a movie that's outside of the box and out of the paradigm and make magic and make a shit ton of money, son. So I, I don't know if it's, it's, if it's talent or what it is. Um, I don't know. I have, I don't know the, the answer. Uh, people have been asking me to score the movie. Uh, I give it a B. I give it a solid B. Um, I liked it, even though I had its hiccups. Uh, it's maybe my favorite DC movie. Um, even I liked BVS. I love the director's cut of BVS. It's right there with me. Uh, I give it a 7.8. Uh, I'd like to have given it higher, but with the plot points and mistakes... I feel like I couldn't give it much higher than that. I'd be kind of contradicting myself if I did. So, I mean, I, I don't know what the answer is for DC going forward. I hate to see Affleck leave. I feel like he's the best cinematic Batman we've had. Cavill is fantastic. Uh, Cavill, I'm sorry, Cavill is fantastic. Gail Gadot, I mean, I can masturbate on her just about every day. She's beautiful. I think she does a great job. Oh, 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 yes. And the one, that there is a scene, if you're really quick, when Gail Gadot or Wonder Woman is jumping off of the Nightcrawler, you get to see two glorious butt cheeks. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Keep watch when she jumps off the Nightcrawler. You, they're they're out there. My buddy's seen it too because both of us hit each other at the same time. I was like, did you see that? Did you see? Oh, my God. Yeah, so that would be a spot on my DVD that I rewind quite a bit. I hit that fucking 10-second back button, and you just kind of enjoy it for a minute uh, with a you know glass of wine and a you know I don't know bottle of lotion. But, yeah, so I think they've got a lot of good stuff going forward. Um, let's see what they can do. And, and you know, Rotten Tomatoes really kind of fucked Justice League, too, uh, by holding the score. Um, you know, maybe they did, maybe they didn't. I don't know. There's there's a very good argument that I read right before the show that uh, explains why it did. But uh, look at the viewer score. 85%, 36%. Rotten Tomatoes critics, 85% viewers. So that's going to tell the studio they're doing something right. So, And I think word of mouth gets out. A lot of more people are going to see the movie. I don't know. Guys, we're always better off when these movies are good. Always. Uh, we're always better off when the Netflix series are good. We're always better off when the CW series, the ABC series, when they're good. When they're good, people get involved. More money is put in. Uh, better creative talents want to be involved from writers, directors, producers, actors. It's just fucking win-win. You don't have to like everything. You really don't. But it's always nice when it's good. I'm not a big fan of the Legion series, but people fucking love it. And I'm glad people fucking love it. I'm excited that they love it because that means the genre is just going to continue to grow. We're going to get more and more and more material. And that's what we want. Isn't that what we want? Did you ever think you were going to see a Justice League movie? Did you ever think you would see Surtur on the big screen fighting the fucking Hulk or Thor? Did you ever think you would see that? I never thought I'd see a Thor movie. I mean, that's the reason The Avengers is one of my favorite movies of all time is because you got everybody 
Thor and Hulk fighting on a helicarrier. Uh, you know, Captain America's fucking throwing his shield and hitting aliens. What? I never thought in a million years I would see that shit. So, in signing off, I will say I am thankful that I live in a time where I can view these things on a huge fucking HD screen with a big-ass popcorn and a big-ass Diet Coke and some chocolate that I stole from somewhere and snuck in. Um, it's the little things, people, and that's what I'm fucking thankful for. It is the best time in human history to be a fucking nerd and to be a fan of this genre, and I enjoy Justice League so much. I really want to see it again. I'm going to see Thor again, and when these movies come out on DVD, I'm going to fucking rewatch the shit out of them. So go see the movie. Make your own assessment. Uh, let me know what you thought. Put it in the comment section in, in here or just on, on the Facebook page. Let me know what you thought. And, and you know, you may, you may open my eyes to something that I didn't see, unless you're Dennis. And then, I don't know, he's just a hater, so I don't listen to anything he says. But, um, yeah, so let me know what you thought. And, uh, guys, have a fucking happy and by all means a safe Thanksgiving holidays. Trust me. I'm a booze hound. I know. I drink a lot during the holidays. Do not fucking drive. Uber your ass. I don't give a shit if it's a $70 Uber ride. It's better than a $5,000 DUI or $10,000 DUI. Uh, So go see the movie. Enjoy your friends and family uh, this Thanksgiving uh, Day uh, weekend. Uh, Watch football. Watch Justice League. Hey, there's actually a really shitty copy on the Fire Stick on Terrarium if you're interested. I tried to watch it today, and I was like, oh, God, that's fucking terrible. I can't watch it. But uh, you might. You might like it. I don't know. But uh, go see the movie. Tell me what you think about it. Guys, again, have a safe and happy Thanksgiving. Blazing Defender, signing off. Peace.